Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You hit the spot. The place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Put your thinking caps on, because the conversation starts now. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains, your favorite spot, your podcast, the place where the conversations are pointed and the guests are sharp and the responses are never dull. Today, Brains, we have Michelle Daschle. Excited. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited to be here. She's a beautiful queen. She is a woman of a particular age, but she wants to help other women with their well-being, to feel comfortable in the skin that they're in and the age that they are. You can transition brains. You don't have to stay stuck. Okay. You stay stuck because you want to stay stuck. There is life after 40. 50, 60, and even 70. And you millennials, I want you to take notes because you don't know where you're going until you understand where you've been and others have paved a way for you as women to come into this space and to do the very best that you can and be proud of yourself, but also take ownership when you make mistakes. Okay, so we're going to talk about that with Michelle and a whole lot more. So welcome to the show, Michelle Daschle. Thank you, April. Pleasure to be here. I am so glad to have you. So let's start with your journey, your story, and your truth. Where did this all begin for you? Tell us about your corporate career and some fun things about Uh, you. Yeah, so I spent over 30 years in corporate human resources. I did. I started in training and interviewing, and I just loved working with people because I loved helping them learn. And one thing that I learned after 30 years in HR is that you have to love what you do. You have to have a passion for what you do. And when I started working in HR, I did. I loved what I did. I felt like I was doing important work and I was helping people connect to an employer that would pay them well and they were happy and they would just help their talents, right? But over time, you know, my, I grew and my skill set and my positions changed and I just became disconnected from the work I was doing. But man, the salary that you make in a corporate job, that made me feel stuck. So here I was, like so many other people, you're in this corporate job, it pays you well, but you don't love it. And you feel like there's got to be more. So I was stuck. When I made the decision to leave my corporate job, April, and all you brains out there, you can do this too. I was 59 years old when I made That's the decision. The door. You were 59. Yeah. yeah, you talk about going, okay, a leap of faith, you know, when you step off the ledge and it's that's like, right. yeah, so that's what I did. And I put a lot of energy into being the very best coach I could because I had these transferable skills. And so I think this is what people need to understand is that you can create anything you want at any age, no matter where you are. And I love working with people now who are over 40. I'm passionate about helping them find what they're passionate about. Right. But you know what? There's a couple of things that you said that I want to dial back on. This is the age of the quiet quitting. Mm, and a great resignation after covid people said that forget that noise i'm out of here 
you know, HR is such a pivotal role and responsibility in any organization. Brains, and what you have to understand is they're not there just to hire and fire you. They are there to do training. They are there to help you negotiate, you know, salary opportunities. They know what's going on in the market. Uh, they are there to help you if you have personal problems with giving you employee assistance programs and informations. They're there to help you develop your career. So Michelle has a lot of transferable skills that, again, she said 30 years. That's a long time. Uh-huh. Uh, but in this age of quiet quitting, people are going just showing up. They do the bare minimum. Customer services went to hell in a handbag. You can't get anybody to do anything over the phone. You know, you're talking to a robot. And now with artificial intelligence, you know, the things that individuals could do at one point, it's going to be done by a machine. So what we have to do is we have to be innovative and we have to be creative and we have to go again with our passion. Maybe you've always wanted to be a flower, uh, open a flower shop. Maybe you wanted to open a bakery. Maybe you wanted to, like me, I'm getting ready to start a new uh, venture. I am going to be an activity director for senior citizens. You know, but life, and I'm 60 years old, you know, so I want to make it nice and comfortable so when I have to go there on a regular basis, it's a fun place. (laughs) I hear that. Exactly. But you have to feel the fear and yet do it anyway. And it's not about Mm -hmm. the money because if you do what you, your passion is, the money is going to flow or you may be in a position where you don't need money. You just need access. Wouldn't you agree, Michelle? I would. I think, April, being passionate about something and taking the actions to bring that about for you. In in my mind, the universe conspires to give us what we want. And when you feel that in your heart and that joy and that happiness, all of a sudden things line up and became possible for you. Opportunities come up that you could never have imagined before. And I'm always one for a side hustle. You know, nothing wrong, nothing wrong with the side hustle with it. You know, you it's not only another source of income, but again, it's something that you pour your creative passion into. It could be arts. Mm -hmm. It could be gardening. It could be a whole lot of things. So brains, I say, you know, take a pencil and a piece of paper and just write, just write and just do a brain dump. Whatever you're feeling, you know, what are your favorite colors? What are your favorite things to do? Who do you like to hang around? How much money do you want to make? Uh, you know, where do you want to travel? All of these things can give you a template and then you can design your career from there. So now you're doing coaching. How is that making you feel inside? It makes me feel wonderful. And I'll tell you why. I, as I talk to people, I don't even think of it as coaching. I help people think about things that are important to me. One of the the first things we work on is becoming crystal clear about what they would love in their life. And that's my question. What would you love? Now, a lot of us, we've been beat up and tossed around by life, right? And and we haven't even thought about what, what, what do you mean, what would I love? No, it's what I can afford. It's the job I can find. It's not about what I would love. Start with what you would love. And don't even worry about the how. Put the how on hold for a while. Just focus on 
what exactly is it you would love? And you can get to that by listing out what are your top 50 things that you would like to do with your life? What are your favorite things to spend your time doing? What are you good at? All of those things are really great indicators of what it is that would bring you joy and what it is that you feel passionate about. So that's the first step, crystal clarity about what you would love in your life. Now, let's keep it 100. Let's keep it real and authentic because everyone is enamored by this big $25 word, entrepreneur. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you can end up being entrepreneur. Now, remember, when you're an entrepreneur, there's no guaranteed sick time. There's no guaranteed two weeks vacation or PTO. There's no 401k. There's no medical benefits. You have to be on the grind all the time. So if you are transitioning, be aware of that and set yourself up for success. Have a little nest egg. Again, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to have multiple revenue streams. You know, now Michelle, she's was worked, you know, 30 years. So I'm sure that she was very smart and strategic with her money. There's things that she can pull down. She's a woman of a particular age. She'll be getting her, you know, her, her benefits, a pension and all that. But everyone's not at that point. You've got women that you're talking to that's 40, 45, you know, maybe a single parent. So April, people can do what they can with what they have from where they are. Mm. And once you start taking those actions of, you know, just being, first of all, you're clear on what it is you want. And you have to understand where am I now and where do I want to be? You know, so that you're you're very clear. There is a gap and, and understand that there will always be a gap between where we are and where we want to be. But being clear on what it is going to take to close that gap, that's the second step, right? The third step is about action. But what you're talking about is how do you make sure you have the resources, especially if you're transitioning? Because a lot of people say, well, I can't do it. They talk about their circumstances. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I don't have this. I don't have that. Or I'm I'm not worth it. Or I'm not smart enough. Or I don't have the education. You know, you hear it a lot. And that's what that's what coaching is. You, you deal with that. It's like, well, what do you have? What can you do? And it's amazing to me when people start thinking about resources, about other people that they can bring in, help that they can ask for prayer is amazing oh, that you you'd be surprised at how suddenly things line up to help you achieve exactly what it is that you want now exactly it's not necessarily going to be on your timeline right. um, the universe has its own timeline right of, of when things are going to happen but when you start making decisions to move in the direction of your dream things start happening from outside of outside of the realm that we're available to even think about. We're human beings. We're, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And so there are things that we don't understand. There are laws in the universe we don't understand. There are things we can't see that we don't understand. And yet they are there. And just a lot of times trusting in the process, doing what we can with the human talents that we have helps move us in this direction. And that's key. And you know what, Brains, what I want you to do is, let me tell you a little story about April Mahoney. (laughs) I don't say this often, but I'll say it to you guys. I have had, over the course of my career, 
about 32 different jobs. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, and I'm not embarrassed by that. And I don't have a degree. And I have made a whole lot of money because I've had ingenuity. Okay. Some, some jobs just weren't the best fit for me. Maybe I wasn't the best fit for the job. I never fell into that loyalty to the company type of deal. I was always a good employee, but I saw too many pink slips in my career where the companies were not loyal to me. If it didn't work, but I was a strong networker. Let me tell you, I knew everybody from the janitor to the CEO. I had a great relationship. I spoke to everyone. I valued everyone. I didn't do all that gossipy, gossipy kind of stuff because that will dig a hole that you're not able to get out. People talk. And what I did when I looked for many of these jobs is I went through my Rolodex went back to the connection and the people that I knew previously that knew me. Networking is huge. Even if you go to an organization or a company and do an informational interview, no strings attached. They may not even have an open position, but if you ask for 15 or 20 minutes of their time to do the research, to ask them what they like about the job. What's the challenges of the job? What is the goals of the job? That will give you a clear idea. Now that could be a job, that could be a, a, a business, an entrepreneur. People love to talk about themselves. They absolutely do. Mm-hmm. And those are valuable resources. There's been jobs that I went to the, the HR department after I've left a company and said, hey, what do you think? You know, what do you think my skill sets are like and this, that, and the other? Oh, well, April, you know what? You wouldn't like this. You wouldn't like that because based upon this, based upon that. So I say all of that to say this is that networking is very important. That's how a lot of times people find great jobs or great careers. It's not what you know. A lot of times it's who you know and the relationships that you build. Wouldn't you agree? I absolutely agree with that, April. I, I think networking is key not just in the job market, but even outside the job market, letting people know who you are and what you do opens up opportunities and connections like never before. Plus it just, it, you know, I think that life is way more interesting once you know you do that, once you start networking, when you talk with people and let them know who you are and what you're about. And when you show a genuine interest in them. Right. I think- being curious about other people is such a good skill. And here's a tip for the brains when they go do their networking. Don't worry about what you're going to say. Have a series of questions for what you will ask someone when you meet them at a networking event. Be curious about the other person. Who are they? What do they do? How did they choose that? What do they like about it? All of those things are great indicators that you're someone who cares about other people, that you're interested, that you communicate well. And that's really what makes a wonderful employee, right? You're showing your passion for other people. And so many of the roles today, the ones even that you mentioned that they're hard to fill or you're not satisfied with the people in there, customer service, when you have a genuine curiosity about other people and you demonstrate it, 
it tells the world that you're somebody that they can trust, that they can like, that they can get to know even better. And it builds great leadership skills. I have had some of the, I'm telling you, I am not embarrassed about them 30 jobs. No, I am not. I take it as a badge of honor. Number one is that I was able to get the jobs, uh, that I was able to do a good job. Now, some of them overlapped. You know, I would have a corporate job and I'd love to work in cosmetics or whatever. I love people. But it made me the leader that I am today. And it's not because I'm a dictator. It's because I learned to meet people where they are. I learned to value them. And I learned how to gauge personalities. What could be the best fit, a harmonious fit for everyone in my organization? I've got four or five people working, you know, behind the scenes here, and they absolutely love it. You know, Mr. Magnificent, of course, he works for free. <laughs> my daughter. She loves it. And I've got two other, got a virtual assistant and the person that does the accounting. But what I do is I reward and recognize for their effort. I give them opportunities to be front and center. It doesn't have to be me all the time. It's not about mm -hmm. me. It's about we. And you have to, you can't work alone in any organization. Even if you are an entrepreneur, even if you are starting a new career, you're going to need an accountant. You're going to need someone that's going to do marketing. You're going to need someone that's going to, you know, be your virtual assistant and answer your emails. So you want to take the best skills that you've learned from previous leaders that you've admired and put that into your own, you know, uh, book of wisdom. You're going to create success. Because if you show people that you value and appreciate them, they will walk on water for you. They will do anything for you because like Michelle says, you are showing a vested interest. And that is what a strong leader is. It's not a person that can dictate. It's a person that can bring out the best in others. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. So when I got my graduate degree, I... I was studying leadership. That was my main thing. How do we develop corporate leaders? And I was looking at leadership programs at some of the most, um, you know, large Fortune 500 companies and all of that. And what I found was that a lot of them were just advanced company socialization programs, right? Well, mm. how, do, how do you be a leader here? And what I found is that leaders had some marked differences in terms of the skills that were valued by their followers. So in other words, they're employees, right? Or, or sometimes they didn't have employees and they were unofficial leaders. First of all, they had a vision. They, they knew what they wanted to do in their life. They knew what they wanted to do in the work that they were doing. And so that was powerful. And they shared it with people who could also feel connected to that vision. The next is they knew their values. So what's important to them? Honesty, um, temperance, uh, lifelong learning, you know, curiosity. What is it that's important to them? What did they value? And do they demonstrate that every day? And then clearly competence. I mean, they had to have, you know, the ability to do the job and to speak with people. Um, and and um, courage. Courage is huge. Oh, we talked yes. about this real briefly, right? This ability to do things, even when you're you're not sure of the outcome, you're not sure you're doing it right, but you know it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And so you take a step forward. And then perseverance, April. And yes. I'm sure that you found this 
you kept coming back. I mean, I, I'm sure in your life, just like mine, there's been a lot of failures. You've had a lot of successes and a lot of failures. Nobody gets through this life without failure. But really, if you think of it, that's feedback. It's not a failure. You didn't face plant. You're not done. Get back up, duff yourself, dust yourself off. That's feedback. That just tells you that way. That's okay. Mm -hmm. And that's what mm -hmm. leaders possess too. Perseverance. They know it's right. They're going after it. They're consistent. They're authentic. They're going to bring you along with them. And um, that in true, true spirit is what leadership is all about. Exactly. And rewarding and recognizing the people that work around you. Everybody oh, yeah. doesn't necessarily want a bonus. Some people like a certificate. Some people like a shout out. Some people like to have a couple of days off with pay. Know mm -hmm. what makes people light up. Know what makes them smile and makes them feel good. Because again, they will be loyal to you. And as Michelle said, you know that perseverance. I've always been that way. You know, I'm like a prize fighter. I might get knocked down, but I'm coming back. And in the end, I'm a champion. Michelle, you are such a wealth of information. You have been such an inspiration. Thank you so much. Please tell my brains how to get in contact with you, what your current offering is and your program and how they can work with you moving forward. Absolutely. So you can reach me. Uh, my email is michelle at michelle-coaching and we'll have all of that i'm sure afterwards because the spelling of the name and all of that is my my website is michelle-coaching.com so that will be available to people and what i do is i have customized programs right now i um i am a life mastery consultant with the brave thinking institute and i'm also a board certified health and wellness coach so i treat treat that's not the right word I work with people to empower them to look at their life holistically, getting very clear about what you want, you know, whether you are stuck in a career that you don't like, stuck in a relationship that doesn't have the intimacy, the communication that you want, or stuck in a body that doesn't serve you. Maybe you're carrying around some extra weight or you're, you've got some pain. When somebody is stuck, having a coach help them think through what would you love? Where are you now? Where do you want to be? How do you take the actions? What makes most sense to you? And then helping you be accountable for that. That's what I do when I work with clients. We start in a 12-week program because honestly, anything less than 90 days, that's not much time to see some change happen. But I am accepting new clients and I would love an opportunity to talk with people. I offer a complimentary discovery session to see if we're even a good fit. Maybe you don't like me. Maybe. I really can't help you in the way that you need help, but I'm there. The girl would not like you. Oh, are you kidding me? Never know. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, but it's 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 the fit, you know, and it may be something that they need or they desire, but also again, that's the networking brains. She is a valuable resource. She is a reservoir of information. If the fit is not with her or working with her. I'm sure that she can give you consultation, direct you to a website, to another organization, maybe a sister or brother coach, uh, maybe a self-development course. Always take advantage of these opportunities when people are sharing themselves with you, okay? You don't know what you don't know. 
Thank you so much for being here on The Edge Brains. Go in, like, love, share, and subscribe. Again, like, love, share, and subscribe. I'm going to have all of Michelle's information at the back of the interview, as well as the show notes. We're going to run this over and over again. If you're not in this situation, everybody knows somebody. Please be that reservoir, keep it flowing, and share it with a friend. Thank you so much, Michelle. I appreciate you. You're the best. Thanks so much, April. Bye now. Bye, brains.